0: You are now turned into the dopest college radio station. UCM the Beat. Keep it locked. U.C.M. the Beat. Welcome to Voices of UCM. I'm your host, Abram Tabor, and today I'm joined by Owen Bruns. He's a community member at the Newman Center and a senior in the Harmon School of Business. Welcome to the show, Owen. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Um, Sure thing. So on the show, what we do is we like talking about, we sort of look at the history of UCM by talking about the stories of um, the students, the faculty, the alumni, the staff, you know, people who have lived UCM. And you've been here for four years. So you're a senior, right? Yes, my fourth year. Right on. Uh, So what first brought you to UCM?
1: So what first brought me to UCM was uh, I originally studied cybersecurity, and uh, UCM was one of the few schools that I was looking at that had a cybersecurity program. So I came here for that, but uh, after dropping it now, I've stayed because of the community.
0: So I love the school. Right on. So you started in computer science. Uh, So what are you studying now? I'm currently studying business management with an entrepreneurship focus. Right on. Is there something specific you're looking into with that focus?
1: Yeah, I'm looking to eventually start my own business. I currently have and operate a um, craft brewery in my basement back at home. <laughs> uh, we go to festivals and such, no licensing or anything, because you need a bunch of licenses to be able to sell liquor in Missouri. But So we just go to festivals and donate the beer to causes. Like um, We have two coming up in March that we're looking forward to.
0: Well, that's very cool. Is there like any unique ways that you've learned to apply what you're learning in entrepreneurship and business to that specific business? Um, not quite yet, because we haven't quite gotten to
1: the full business side of the brewing. Right now, it's just we brew something and we go to a festival. There's like the marketing is not really applicable quite yet. We have logo and stuff made, but the marketing and finance side aren't as big of an issue. Because we're not making any revenue yet, oh right, on. and we have no desire to yet because we're
0: just because you don't our feet have the the license ground. or anything, yet, yeah, right. Uh, so obviously, you're interested in business and pursuing that, but you stayed for the community. So, what parts of the community have you been involved in? Uh, when I first got here, my freshman year, um, I talked with Professor Shattuck, and he
1: got me involved in the esports team, which he had just created that semester, my first semester. Oh wow! So I was one of the first members here on our esports team. Um, the first year, we weren't that big. We had a Just Overwatch. That's all we played. And after that, we expanded and picked up Rocket League and League of Legends. I transferred over to playing League of Legends because that was my main game at the time. Mm. And I stayed with the program for a few years until uh, COVID hit. And that kind of set a wrench in a lot of our players' paths. And kind of some of the program's theory is still going strong. In the And I know the Overwatch 2 team I know is still going strong. But mm-hmm. I can't speak to many of our other teams mm. that are still there. I'm no longer... Uh, participating in that. But also, the big thing you mentioned earlier, I'm a member of the Newman Center, which is an amazing community to have here on campus if you're looking for faith in your life as a Catholic. Um, We used to have only the one house kind of uh, across of uh, Holden Street there. But now we have picked up the second one on the corner, on the corner by the crossing, uh, and expanded greatly. We used to have like only 10 people when I was like a freshman and sophomore. We now have around 20 people there at a time or more on Sundays. Oh my. Um, Every Sunday at six, we have mass here at the uh, Alumni Chapel and kind of the center campus. And we all walk back to the Newman Center as a group and we have dinner there, which is open to anybody who wants to come. Um, So we have that every week on Sunday. And we'll also learn about other miscellaneous events we do during the week and such. And so how did you first get involved with the Newman Center? So when uh, I first got involved in Newman, whenever we came to visit campus during, before even freshman orientation, uh, when you were just visiting, we came and I talked with the director at the time and she kind of gave me the spiel about what was going on at the Newman and such, showed me around the house. It's like, okay, I'll come back. Uh, she had left when I had gotten back. So for a year, we didn't have a director at the no. Newman. It was entirely student-led, which was still an amazing group of people. Mm-hmm. And some of them are still here today. Um, but we kind of... Stayed small for a bit before we actually got a director again my junior year, and she helped us expand and helped us in the diocese, helped us get the new house on the corner there, which was huge for our growth, mm-hmm. that we can actually like host events in like a big, large space and actually have residents living full-time at the Newman. Uh, we have a women's house and a men's house, uh, five of each in each of the households that live there full-time and are dedicated to a community life and faith.
0: So, like, what sort of things do you guys do at the Newman Center? I know you said there was a meeting, uh, you know, you guys meet on Sundays for mass and things like that, and you have a big old dinner sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the main ministries that you guys participate in, or are there other things that you also
1: That's do? our big one, but we're also just a community. Like, one of the best parts about a faith, a faith life and community is that just the community aspect is there for you. You're immersed in it. It's not just like, oh, we just sit around and pray 24-7. Of course, we pray together. It's amazing. Uh, we have rosary every morning at 8:30 and uh but just having that group of people that you can just be close with in a community that is the best ministry that you can do on a college campus mm. i think it's just to get fi- give people a place to go and it's a place to be a part of i think that is the best way to spread the word god personally and it's
0: been very successful for us in- recently um, right on. but you said you had seen some recent growth and stuff like that oh
1: absolutely uh, the bishop just came here to Warrensburg this past Sunday, we had mass uh, at 2 p.m., which was an unusual time for us, but it was what worked for him, so we moved it up for that. And we had the chapel packed, and the entire Newman Center was packed. You could, <laughs> it was a bit hard walking through it because we had so many people there. At the time, now, we had to go eat, set tables up out in the garage to fit all the people there and also have people eating inside too, Oh wow! which was amazing to see because the last time the bishop came, we had maybe 10 people. Which was so, a few years ago.
0: Yeah, so huge growth. Huge growth. And so ha- as you've grown, has that community changed much? Or you said that it was student-led at one point, but I assume now you have a director again? Oh, yeah, we have a director. His name's Kevin, great fellow. I attribute a lot of the success to him. He's very committed
1: to what we do here at the Newman has been a great director. And it's easy to talk to, always present. He's got his own office down, down there on the main floor. Uh,
0: but ha- shout out to my boy, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been putting in the work so i hear that you guys have a program on tuesdays is it called consumed can you yeah. tell me a little bit about that so every other tuesday we have kind of it's almost like a keynote speaker presentation
1: called consumed where we have students faculty and or just others come in and give a talk about faith life and we split into men and women's groups to kind of explore that and talk about our faith as a group uh tonight at the day of recording, uh, Tuesday the 24th, right. per, uh, President Best will be giving a talk at the Newman on leadership, which I'm really excited for personally. Mm. But um, we have a lot of great talks, and I haven't had a bad one yet that I've heard. It's been amazing so far, and I recommend that if you're looking for that kind of like spark to a night and you come to a
0: consumed, they're amazing. So... Obviously, you've probably had some pretty amazing experiences with this community. What's some of the experiences that you've had? Like one story that you could share about the Newman. So we also do retreats every now and then. Uh, We did one back in October
1: where we went to a retreat center in Kansas City and stayed there for a few days. And that uh, that was a spark for me, igniting. And it kind of changed a lot of how I view community and such and what kind of ignited some passion in me. And I thought it was amazing experience. And I recommend that if you're looking for that, too, also, we will be having another one coming up here in March, I believe the 17th through 19th. Mm. And then we'll, we try to do one one each season, really, is when we try to do it. But take a look at one of those. If Even if you're on the fence, just put your faith in it that it's going to work out and you'll have a great time. And It'll be fantastic.
0: Right on. Well, this is Voices of UCM. We're here today with Owen Bruns. We'll be right back after this short break. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash step A message from StoryCorps Love Has No Labels in the Ad Council.
2: Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smoky Bear. Because for years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire.
0: Welcome back to Voices of UCM. I'm your host, Abram Tabor, and today we're joined by Owen Bruns. He's a community member at the Newman Center here at UCM, and he's a student of the Harmon School of Business. Now, we were just talking about your experiences at the Newman Center, and you mentioned some retreats that you go on. The last time you went on a retreat, you know, like, what happened? You know, what sort of things did you guys do? So, like I said, we went to a retreat center in Kansas
1: City for a few days. Uh, When we got there, we kind of just unpacked relaxed and got our stuff to our rooms and such before we joined back at the main hall and we had music prayer and such for the rest of the day as well as each day we would have a few talks uh, led by residents and leaders at the Newman Center Mm. Um, and hearing like people you know just pour their heart out to you just opens up so much in terms of faith like to hear the stories, experiences, and this like the knowledge being poured out through from them through Christ, is it was beautiful. It was an amazing experience, and I'm very excited to do it again coming this March. Um, but it wasn't all just prayer and talks. Like um, the retreat center had a Gaga ball pit, <laughs> and so there was of course games at that every night. Um, and a lot of us would all eat together afterwards or like walk around because it was a very large kind of retreat center that had a lot of outdoor space. So there was plenty of just like walking and talking and stuff and just being together as a community at another place. It was like a vacation almost, but instead of your family, like you, that your actual like biological family,
0: it was your family and faith. And it was honestly amazing. Now, speaking of family and faith, you mentioned that being like involved with a community and reaching out to people as a community is the best way to share Christ at a college campus. You said something about that in the mm-hmm. uh, first segment of the show. I actually have a question, and it's sort of specific. I've I've talked a, a bit about my own pursuit of faith here at college, but what is it like for you to pursue faith as a Catholic while attending University of Central Missouri? Has it been difficult? Has it been good since you found a community? What's mm-hmm. it like? Like all endeavors
1: in life, there are challenges, but there are also easy parts of it. I've never had a strong faith life myself before I got here Mm. because our culture in the world today is kind of stacked against Christianity and Catholicism, I think, with how secular the world is. It's hard to find that community that has those same core values because when you're in a community, you kind of conform to its ideals Mm. and such. And so... And society at large, where many people don't believe in or profess the Word of God, it's hard to have a faith life. But finding the Newman Center here has been astronomically better for my faith life. Having just that community, I live in the crossing, just across the street from it, just knowing that I can just walk over across the street and just be welcomed by people who love God just as much as me, or even more in many cases, is just warming to the heart. Because you, when you immerse yourself and other people that love God, you'll find it a lot easier
0: to love God yourself. Hmm. I totally agree, by the way. I have my own experiences with uh, the Navigators and other mm. uh, Christian communities here on campus that I've seen just what you said about you sort of conform to the community around you. So it's easier to um, Follow certain patterns of life when the people around you are also following those patterns of a life, and I imagine the same is true at the Newman Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, I've been to the Navigators a few times. Not hasn't it's been a while, but uh, earlier years I went. There were a few friends a couple times. The mm-hmm. friend that brought me uh, doesn't attend anymore, so I haven't really been over to Navigators. But I, they have an amazing community over there too. I know, which is fantastic to have multiple communities on campus where you can just
0: engross yourself in the love of Christ as a community. Uh, so I want to turn our angle a little bit here, and we've been talking a lot about the Newman Center and pursuing faith and whatnot. Now, I know that you have interests beyond just the Newman mm-hmm. Center here. At oh, of course. I, I mean, you were involved with the eSports for like a year, two years? Three years. Three whole years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to know personally that you're a fan of Warhammer 40K. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Abeltop. So, you know, balancing all of these interests with, you know, Things like gaming, things like Warhammer especially, they take quite a bit of time. How have you been balancing that with uh, first off computer science and then now swapping over to business? What's your like balance of life look like?
1: I'll say balancing was a lot harder back when I was a computer science slash cybersecurity student, which is a lot of the reason why I quit and switched over to business, partially because of I didn't quite have the passion that I do for brewing and business that I had for um, computer science, I I found myself struggling to do assignments because I hated doing it. But moving over to business has been a ton easier because it's something I'm passionate about and something I care about. But the balancing it, it's tough because it's a lot of weighing what you have to do at a certain time. And in business, it's a cost-benefit analysis is how we describe that often. What benefit am I going to get if I sit and assemble and paint this Warhammer miniature instead of doing my homework or heading over to the Newman. It's a lot of that and finding and discerning what will benefit you the most at that moment.
0: So getting your priorities. Yes, aligned. absolutely.
1: Like, um, so at with homework and such, of course, that comes first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You always want to make sure you have time to study and do homework in a day. But also then my second priority is heading over to Newman. Like if I have a lot of homework, I might miss an event every now and then. But I try and move homework around so I can still do that and Newman, but I honestly now in the business school there's a lot less homework as a lot of it is currently focused on our practicum and the IBE program, which we can talk about later, Mm. but um, finding the time for hobbies is important though because it's good for your mental health, which is a thing I know firsthand that a lot of students struggle with especially COVID and post-COVID and having that kind of outlet where you can just chillax kick back and just spend some time just with yourself to recenter and refocus is great like if i'm having a bad day and there's like nothing really going on at the new one at the time like maybe maybe it's a saturday and a lot of people just went home so like no one's kind of around on campus having just either like my computer to play video games on or just like sit down at my table and work on something warhammer is just a great thing to have and to have that balance is it, it's a delicate but also a strong thing once you get into it
0: so being able to find time to self-care mm-hmm. within moments that otherwise you would just have nothing to do
1: yes absolutely
0: that's I, that's an important almost i would say essential part of your balance and how you live your life right on and part of that balance for you as you've said very majorly is the Newman Center mm-hmm. now the new semester just recently got started up. Uh, Obviously, there's lots of new things that have gotten started everywhere or old programs that are restarting because they come with the spring semester. How has been getting back into that balance of life and getting things going again at the Newman been like? Oh, it's been amazing.
1: Like already we're seeing more people coming as we grow and as the semester progresses. Like I'm already seeing more people than I was last semester. And last semester, I saw more people than I did before. It's a growing community on campus that I think is beautiful and amazing but um and I attribute a lot of that success to how open and how often we have things you walk into the Newman Center nine out of 10 times there will be multiple people there just hanging out chilling there, especially cuz there are 10 people that live there full time and we're actually expanding that number this coming year um uh, in the fall of of oh uh, 23 to include uh, three more in the men's household for uh, eight in the men's still
0: five in the women 's wow it's a lot of people to be living in a house full time that's dedicated mm-hmm. to something like uh community service or mm-hmm. um well community wellness in some ways. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we have a chapel upstairs, also the Newman, where we have twenty four seven open adoration uh where the body of Christ is put in the tabernacle, kind of in our chapel room, and anyone can just go in there and just be in the presence of Christ at any moment, any time during the day. And having that
0: as a resource for faith life and your spiritual health is amazing. So yeah, so getting back started on this semester has been pretty smooth for you then?
1: Oh, it's been more than smooth. More than
0: smooth? More than smooth. (laughs) I, I
1: don't, I can't think of an adjective that's smoother than smooth. So we'll just say smoother than smooth
0: for now. Right on. Silky? Silky, yes, yes, yes. Right on. Are there any classes you're particularly enjoying this semester? or? So this semester, like I mentioned earlier,
1: we have our IBE block, which is the Integrative Business Experience. And so it's a project that happens every year where business students are put into a class, um, and we, it's called our IBE class, it's our practicum, where the class together has to work together and make a company on campus. We have to start a company, secure an actual real bank loan, oh, um, and then make that money back selling a product on campus. And the rest of our proceeds then go to charity, and a, a charity picked by the company itself. Hmm. Um, Myself and another one of my classmates were elected company president uh, just this past week. So we're kind of working hard trying to get the gears turning and figure out what our product's going to be. And we've almost narrowed down picking our charity as well. Right so now. we're still working on that. So-
0: news to come still. Speaking of news to come, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Owen Bruns right here on Voices of UCM.
2: Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's one out of every five precious children in this country who might not get to eat dinner tonight. But hope is just around the bend because there's enough healthy, nutritious food produced in this country to put a smile on the face of every last hungry kid. And that's when the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks steps into the picture. They collect surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to the hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. So join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Voices of UCM. Today, we're here with Owen Bruns. We're talking about uh, the Newman Center and pursuing faith in college, but also a little bit of his own interests, like brew crafting. Now, you're in the Harmon College of Business and you're exploring entrepreneurship. Uh, with your own business, which is runs Brahaus? Brewhaus? Brahaus, yeah. uh which I assume is German. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what types of, do you craft German beers, or how does that work? Mm-hmm. Most of the
1: styles that we're looking to do are German in nature, though we have kind of American spins on them. Uh, though it's not all German. Uh, we do other styles, like a, recently, we've been exploring doing different styles of like stout. We did a Russian Imperial stout, Uh, before the winter break that Mm. we're waiting to finish. Uh, We've put it away to store for a bit and let it age for a little bit in the keg Mm. before we crack her open for one of our festivals coming up here in March. But um, we also recently, just this past weekend, I wasn't there for the brew day, but uh, I brew with my dad. He's my business partner, my partner in crime in this (laughs) whole operation. Uh, And this past weekend, he brewed a guava sour uh, without me, which was I'm hoping is going to turn out pretty good. I'm not a big sour beer, guy but he is so I'm excited that we're finally doing a style he likes because in going into business with him I think it's a good thing that we both have different styles we like I'm very much the traditionalist I like simple the bland plain German styles like Pilsner Lager Kolsch and stuff like that and he likes the more experimental like a uh, fruitier beers like um, and like sour beers which is a
0: good mix to have although we both enjoy a good dark beer. Mm. So, as somebody who's fairly inexperienced with the brewing world, what exactly is the difference between a sour beer and is it just a sour flavor in addition yeah. to the beer or Um so you use a certain kind of yeast to get
1: a it's like a sour taste like it's hard to explain. Sometimes you won't get it like super I guess candy sour, but you can do that. Uh I'm friends with some brewers back in Washington Missouri, it's where I'm from. Mm. Um Old Bridgeview, they have on tap. I don't know if it's still on tap right now, but when I was home, a um, sour that tasted like drinking like a Jolly Rancher. I wasn't a huge fan because I don't like sour, but it was a hit. And I'm pretty sure they might be still out of
0: it now, though. Because yeah. it was selling fast. Now, you mentioned that you've put, you started brewing something back in Winter Break, some Imperial Stout, Russian mm-hmm. Imperial Stout. So, how much time investment goes into this? Because you, it sounds like there are many months that go into aging this mm-hmm. particular uh, stout. Uh, mm-hmm. So what sort of time investment does uh, brewing uh, require? It kind of varies from beer to beer. So
1: we've done beers in the past that maybe took three weeks hmm. and then we cracked it open and it was ready to drink. But um, we were hoping the stout was going to be one of those beers. It didn't turn out quite as we expected. So we decided we'll give it a few months to age and give it a little bit more to it that it, I think it needs because we went a little light on the hops. Mm. Um, but it it really difference because you can also have beers that take half a year. Like um, a there's a method in brewing called lagering. It's where the the term lager comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in yield days, whenever farmers would get their the end of the excess of their spring harvest, they would make beer out of it because back then making alcohol was safer than water right? uh, because it it sanitizes itself. So they would put it in a cool cave and store it over all of summer, which is called lagering. Lagering just means to store it. Lagering means storage. So that's kind of where that tradition and that method comes from, the putting it in a cool cave over months to kind of just sit, age, and get kind of a bit more oomph to it. it. Makes it clearer. It makes it more drinkable.
0: So Do you have a cave you store your beer in?
1: No, we have a cold garage. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at solutions right now as summer comes back up to try and figure out how we're gonna keep doing lagering outside of winter months. Um, we're currently looking at glycol or just uh, like fans and stuff are finding it's just particularly cold part of our house because you can lager at like 60 degrees, but you usually want to get a bit lower to the 40 range. There's a lot of Temperature chemistry that goes in the brewing that you, it's not always precise. It's very much
0: a science of estimation, a lot of the time. But you're not allowed to brew on campus or anything like that, no. I imagine. So it's just the thing that you get to do when you're back home? Or? Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: We have our little man cave in the basement back home that we brew in. Um, so and we're you... actually looking at redesigning it and refinishing part of the basement to put in a tap room mm-hmm. and a brewery in the basement over the summer.
0: Now, you mentioned that you have festivals and stuff that you go to that you donate uh, your work, your stout, your beer, um, Mm -hmm. whatever brew that you've been making to. What is that like to donate to festivals? Is that just supposed to be uh, like a marketing thing or is it just because you like brewing and want to share? It's
1: mostly because I like brewing and want to share. It gets the name out there. And a lot of it is I enjoy beer. I enjoy seeing other people enjoy beer. And so I want other people to enjoy my beer. It's honestly clear, cut, and dry that way. Um, this will be our first festivals here in March that Brunsborough House will be attending. I've worked at ones in the past with friends that have breweries and just worked with them. This will be our first as Brunsborough House that we'll be attending coming up in March. And what would that festival be? Uh, there is Ales for Tales, uh, March 5th, and then Spring Thaw Fest, March 25th. Back mm-hmm. in Washington.
0: Oh, yeah. So do you have to travel a lot, or is it more like there's pretty localized brewing oh, communities? There's always
1: localized brewing communities. Um, for example, there's a beer club in St. Louis that I'm a part of called the Minati. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a brewery we meet at uh, once a month on Wednesdays. Uh, I often can't make meetings because I'm here pursuing my education so mm-hmm. I can pursue my business. But my dad goes and gives me the cliff notes of meetings and such. Um and that's an amazing thing to have. And I'm hoping that eventually another local brew club starts up somewhere around Washington. Because I know there's a lot of brewers back home that I until I started brewing, I didn't know. My optometrist is a brewer, and I didn't know that until like
0: a month ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's cool to be a part of a yeah. community where there's you know, there's people in it. You know? mm-hmm. How did you find out about that? How do you find out that your optometrist is a brewer?
1: So at Old Bridgeview, where that, that's like our kind of beer hangout, because that's the only, that's the best established brewery in Washington, um, we ran into him there, and we got talking. And he mentioned, like, uh, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Sim and Toast Crunch. No, it, it was something really, an odd beer. He mentioned he was brewing. I'm like, you brew? Cause he, he's just always been the guy that I'd go in every now and then to check my glasses and eyes. Mm-hmm. But learning that he's brewing, like. And then meeting more people through brewing, it's an amazing networking tool, Hmm. especially like when you have beer clubs
0: like (laughs) Bruminati, right? (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. It's a great name for a beer. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, So actually, I do have another question following up, sort of maybe a little bit more down to earth, getting a little bit more real with this question. You know, after, you know, is this something that you're planning on going into full time after college? I know you're pursuing business and you've still got another Mm -hmm. year on you, so you'll be I believe the term is super senior. Yes. That's how they call it. <laughs> um, is that what you're planning on using your business degree for, is uh, pursuing this brewing? Uh, Absolutely. Uh,
1: Anheuser-Busch, I'm coming for you. Just let you know. <laughs> competition's <Careful>. coming. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yes. I want to eventually open up my own brewery and tap house somewhere around the Washington area with my dad because that's what we're going into. That's what my passion is. Um, and I, the funny thing is, I didn't like beer until I lived in Germany, which was kind of like a one I I didn't like beer before that. I'd, I'd had it before with my mom, but, like, it was okay. I didn't, wasn't a big fan. But then I went over and had the real stuff. I did a student exchange in Germany almost four years ago. Mm. And that was the eye-opener for me because it's so – the tradition in beer back in Germany is so much more serious than it is here. Because in America – we do kind of crazy stuff. We're we're big on the IPAs. I'm not a big fan of IPAs. They're, I think they're, forgive if you like IPAs. I'm sorry, but I think they're overhyped hipster garbage. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. If you enjoy IPAs, more power to you. If you like them, just my two cents. I don't like them, <laughs> but um, in Germany, there's a tradition. Called the Reinheitsgebot, uh, the German purity law, which it's a tradition that beer can only be grew, brewed with the main four ingredients: water, um, like your grain, hops, and yeast. That is all you can use. No adding puree like we did with the guava. Um, no weird stuff like tinctures, like putting like cinnamon or I know if some cinnamon people, toast crunch. Yeah, the cinnamon toast crunch one or stuff like that. It's It's purest, it's traditional. There's a big culture on that there that honestly gets transferred over. And I see it, the Ryan boat, a lot in breweries here in America too. It's just not as widespread and it's not as a big of a cultural thing.
2: Hmm.
0: Right on. Now we're just about out of time for our interview today. Uh, I thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to share before we go ahead and close out today?
1: I'll kind of circle back a little because it's a community I'm passionate about. It's an amazing community on campus. If you're on the edge about it, please come by after mass sometime to have dinner with us. If you're interested in a Catholic faith community here on campus. Newman Center, by the
0: way. Yes, the
1: the Newman Center. It is an amazing opportunity to meet people that live the same faith and to engross yourself and immerse yourself more in that faith and open yourself to finding Jesus and let Jesus pour into you through the community. Thank you.
0: Right on. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This has been Voices of UCM. Again, I'm your host, Abram Tabor. You can find us Wednesdays and Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on UCM The Beat at UCMBeat.com. We also upload and find us on Spotify whenever we upload. Thanks for tuning in.